Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host and friend, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Welcome, Will. Morning, Gabe. So we have hit a couple milestones, um, over 40 podcasts now, over 1,000 downloads, and we're, we're thankful for that. Hopefully, these have meant something to the guys that have been listening, and ladies, for that matter. And, you know, one thing that Will and I have talked about is that sometimes in the midst of heaviness, it's good to just have a break, right? Like, you, you know how that is. Like, you're working, and you're like, man, I got to have a vacation, right? You just got to get to the beach. You got to get to the mountains just to see see the ocean or, or see that that blue ridge as we say up here in our, our, our part of the world and one thing that made a difference for me and my wife when we were going through the heaviness of, of losing our three girls was a couple times when some folks came in and just gave us some respite from the heaviness and just hung out with us and let us be real and, and told some funny stories and and just allowed us to to escape from the the heaviness again i'm using that word again of what we were in the middle of and so right now as we have done many many episodes ago we're going to take a break from the heavy stuff and hopefully just give some uh, a little bit of respite and a little bit of refreshing here and so what we thought about today is we're just going to spend just a few minutes here just talking about some random stuff maybe things that make you uh have an that you might have an opinion on some things you may not some things that you may think is funny some things that you may think are not funny and so that's what we're going to spend uh, the next 15 or 20 minutes doing and hopefully it'll be encouraging and fun and a respite from that the heaviness which is always our topic so last night i had this amazing opportunity my wife surprised me for our anniversary we've been married 21 years this year and she bought us tickets to go see Steve Martin and Martin Short, uh, which some of you listening to this may not even know necessarily who those guys are. If you look them up, you will know who they are. They've been in a bazillion movies. Their careers both started back in the 70s, um, obviously huge in the 80s. They were both on a lot of a lot of episodes of SNL. Martin Short was actually uh, had had a season or two that he was a, an actual cast member. Steve Martin has just hosted the show like a lot of times uh, and a lot of movies I mean goodness gracious you know Dirty Rotten Scoundrels kind of probably my favorite Steve Martin movie they were both in uh, The Three Amigos uh, together yeah. which uh, old funny movie Chevy Chase back in the day and and countless others um, a lot of just a lot of stuff on stage on film back in the day when people used to make like uh comic records like Steve Martin has a lot of those um, Steve Martin even shows uh, shows up in a Jimmy Buffett lyrics which I was recounting to my wife last mm-hmm. night is uh, one of uh, please don't say manana if you don't mean it uh, maybe that's not the whole name of the song or maybe that's way too much of the name of the song but it's Jimmy Buffett's song and he says hanging out in a marina and Steve Martin called singing anybody there really want to get small mm-hmm. and so yeah that was kind of the uh, name of one of his uh, one of his albums, comic albums. I found out last night. So, long intro to say, got to go to the show last night. Big time night for me. Big fan of comedy when I was a kid. Just used to watch way too much Comedy Central when it came out, and uh, loved Friday Night Stand Up. And they would have all these episodes of 
uh, old comedians on there doing their stand-up and, and uh, old SNL episodes and whatnot. So this was kind of a momentous night for, for me, monumental yeah. night for me, to be able to go see these guys uh, play and do their thing. And Steve Martin, also a very accomplished bluegrass musician, won some Grammys uh, for that. And so he played a little bit and had his band with him. They were like, I forgot the name of the band. You can you can look it up on your music app. And they were phenomenal. Um it was kind of cool. They're from kind of this uh, part of the world where we live. And as we were leaving the theater last night, we saw the the fiddle player getting in his car, uh, which had North Carolina plates on it, to drive home. So that was kind of crazy, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, that we got to see see that. And, um, man, they were so funny. They were just so, so good. And obviously these guys have been doing this for like, you know, 50 years now. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin, 77. Wow. Steve uh, Martin Short, 73. Uh, but, man, their energy was just amazing. They were still funny, still relevant. You know, it wasn't just like old jokes from the 70s that wouldn't be funny now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there with my wife, and she's like a very tough comic critic. And I always say, if she laughs, if she even gives a little bit of a smirk, like you know it's something, mm-hmm. if she laughs out loud, you should write that down. Mm-hmm publish it, print it, sell it, like it's gold. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of times last night she actually laughed out loud, which I knew, okay, these guys really are funny. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. And um, But so through the whole show, or the first half, I would say, I'm thinking, I was thinking about some buddies I went to high school with and college with, and I'm like, man, we we could totally do this. Like we could put together a show because like when we get together, we're all funny and, you know, this and that. And, and, and then this one part of the show um, – Steve Martin has just finished doing a set of, of banjo and, and with his band. And then he comes back on stage to start kind of like a little monologue. And he starts kind of into his monologue. And Martin Short walks out in like full Scottish kilt regalia. Mm-hmm. And then this dude comes out from another part of the stage, same outfit, Scottish kilt, hat, the sash. And this guy is like a giant. He's got to be one of their bodyguards. I mean, he was huge. Mm. And they meet together in the middle of the stage, kind of push Steve Martin out of the way. Martin Short jumps up in the arms of this big guy. The big guy takes Martin Short's thumb, sticks it in his mouth, and then Martin Short starts making noises like he's a set of bagpipes. <laughs> and, and sings or whatever, does Amazing Grace, as if though he were a bagpipe and the big guy was playing him and then he puts him down after that and then they exit the stage and when that happened like I didn't even it was so funny like I didn't even like I couldn't even laugh and I just thought to myself nope I cannot be this funny I thought this is why they're on the stage and we paid I'm not even going to say how much money for these tickets to watch these guys play because you think you're good at something and that you might have a, a career in something someday, and then you see something like that that's like so next level, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yeah, I, this is this is way beyond me." Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty good, I guess. I'm not. I don't. I never said I really follow him and his comedy career as much. There, because like, like, you're the, super young. Yeah, compared maybe that's to what true. are you thirty? Yeah, thirty. I'll be thirty-one next week. Right. right. So I'm forty-four. Uh, so these guys were. Yeah. I mean, they were in their movie. They were past their like mm-hmm. 
stand-up career pretty much mm. by the time I'm, you know, in my teenage years, I'm mm. watching them on film now, you know, mm. where they have already had 20 years of career before that. So, mm. yeah, you have to, like, yeah. get caught up on these guys. Yeah. I like I like Robin Williams, even though oh, there's yes. a lot of a lot of expletives in his in his uh, stand-up, but right. it's funny. And, it, and obviously we all know, or at least people my age know Robin Williams from, like, Disney movies yeah, and Aladdin like Patch Adams yeah, and all sure. this stuff. Flubber was a funny movie and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So like all of really everything Robin Williams does is hilarious. Like again, it's it's got cursing in it, but the I love when he goes on his tangent about like pretending to be like the first Scottish guy that discovered golf. You remember seeing that one? I've never seen he's that. Like, I need to look he's that talking up. about like a bunch of men in skirts and I can't even do his Scottish accent, but yeah. he's like a bunch of men in skirts are standing around and like, what are we going to do? What's a sport? Like I'm going to take this stick and I'm going to hit this ball way over there, <laughs> this little tiny hole. And he's like, why? He's like, oh, because we can. And he just like does it. It's, it's hilarious. So like anything Robin Williams does, is so funny, and like his his character, like Mrs. Doubtfire, oh, like, his ability to play so many favorites. different characters yes. is hilarious. And like even uh, one of my favorite movies by him is like um, what's it called? Good Morning Vietnam is a yeah. good movie. And so like we've got a mic, do it. Stuff. Yeah. We got to do it, do it. Good morning, Vietnam. There you go. Yeah. And, and probably Will everyone's Will... deaf now. Yeah, <laughs> that just that was loud. That, yeah, that destroyed um, your eardrums. So, yeah. But Will leaned into it too, just <laughs> to like in the movie. Yeah. If this were a video podcast, uh, you, you would have you, you would see now. Yeah. So yeah, I love uh, I love Robin Williams stuff. Um, I don't know. Like, my, I'll say my wife, my wife, my daughter and I, we. We both love Mrs. Doubtfire. We mm. watched it about a week ago. Mm. And uh, we, I have the movie memorized, so I can mute it every time there's going to be a bad mm. word or some nice comedy some I don't want her to innuendo, hear right now. Yeah, yeah innuendo, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll mute it because I've watched it again way too much. Yeah. Uh, but we were, I was telling her, I was like, you know, what probably is the hardest job for any animator is when they would have seen Robin Williams as the voice of mm-hmm. whatever you mm-hmm. know because like he yeah when he like you say he, he would get going mm-hmm. i can't even imagine like because here's the script that mm-hmm. the animator thinks oh this is what i'm gonna be animating mm-hmm. but then when he actually gets to it there's so much more so you know mm-hmm. that there was a lot of like stuff that they were like yeah. holy moly how are we gonna mm-hmm. actually animate his voice you know when yeah he, uh, i bet that, the character i'm glad i'm not that guy mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i guess as far as like other things i thought were hilarious like my dad is uh, 71 and so I guess some of the movies he watched growing up I watched or, or series and stuff like that so like we've watched like maybe not as funny but like we watched Twilight Zone together we watched like the original Star Trek together and one of my favorite things that we watched is like Monty Python's Flying Circus is their, their TV show we watched a lot of those but then probably I don't know if everybody's more familiar with it but I'm I would imagine more people are familiar with like Monty Python and the quest for the Holy Grail. And like, I don't remember all the guys' names. My brother, my dad would know like John Cleese. I know is one of them. Mm -hmm. And just there, if you've never seen Monty Python quest for the Holy Grail or Monty Python and the Holy Grail, whatever it's called, there is a little bit. I mean, I get probably came out in the seventies, maybe early mid seventies. So there's not, it's not like a bad movie. There are places like you say, where if you're watching it with kids, you do need to be aware of, some yeah. innuendo, right. and maybe there's like some 
if you know anything about Monty Python, there's like really badly drawn cartoons of like, I guess they, they kind of look like like the nudity like in Renaissance paintings where it's like there's a naked woman, but mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like graphic in mm-hmm. the sense that it's like realistic. But yeah, it's you probably don't want little kids seeing it. But just almost everything in that movie is hilarious. Like just the the that, whole that English setup, humor is it's different. Yeah, and it's and it's funny. It's so like. I guess you have to like you have to like that kind of humor because it can be true. really dry. That is true. But the other times it's just so funny. Like you you mentioned before we started, like what are some movie quotes or moments that you think are great? And the first thing that came to mind was Monty Python. And I don't really know if there's a whole lot of quotes that I can give to you. My my youngest youngest brother, we could get him here on the podcast and he could probably quote half the movie (laughs) i don't even know um i could look back through it here but like i don't even know how he knows this but like the other day i texted him something about the uh i can't even find it real quick but i texted him something relating to the movie and like there's a part where like yeah, they they do like medieval humor, but then like they do like modern political humor, and so there's like a part where King Arthur comes up to these peasants working in a field, and he's like, "Young man," and there's like, she's a woman, and she just looks really bad. And she's like, "Woman," and he's like, "Young woman," and messes with her, and he's like, "I'm I'm King Arthur," and they're like, "Who are you? Like what? Like who made you king?" And he's like, "I'm king by divine right." And like, what are you talking about? And he's like, "Well, what do you say, the lady?" I don't even remember her name. Lady Gladrill gave me a, this a sword Excalibur, and that made me king. And they're like, I thought this is not a very good way to do systems of government. Like some watery tart throwing swords at you doesn't make you the king. And like I don't remember voting for you. And it's so like it's just hilarious. You got the well, I the think... moment with the Black Knight, and like they, <laughs> he cuts his arms and his legs off, and he's like. Come back here, you coward! I'll bite your legs off. And all it, it's just—it's hilarious. I always think about the the when they when there's that bunny, mm, the, the the killer, killer rabbit, bunny, yeah. killer rabbit thing. So I've a I've told my kids about that, and so now anytime they see a bunny rabbit, they ask me, <laughs> "Daddy, will that bunny rabbit kill me?" Like that's the that is true story. Not even uh. kidding. And then. I'm like, maybe, if you don't behave. And then, <laughs> Unless you have the holy hand grenade of Antioch. Yeah. <laughs> and then I always think, because there was that, I think it's that same uh, scene where they're like, what's the password? And there's like, mm. what is your favorite color? Mm. And then he says, and so whenever, yeah. you know, that's what you do with kids, right? I got a five-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. So when you're a kid, you know, you're talking to kids or whatever, you always ask them that, what's your favorite mm-hmm. color? You know, mm-hmm. so whenever I ask them that, I have to ask it in that accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, meaning the English accent, not my southern accent. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that scene, obviously, mm-hmm. from that movie. That's so. so great. Like, what is your favorite color? Blue. No yellow. <laughs> ah! And you get thrown off down into the gully and all yes, that. Yeah, that is. Uh, Love the guys. You know, the way the guy looks. If you've never seen Monty Python, you have no idea what we're talking about right now. But the guy's got like black druidic robes on, <laughs> these big horns on his head, and his name is Tim. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. So yeah, if you've never seen that movie, definitely go and see it. I love the old like. There's a scene where uh, I think it's Sir Galahad is like the one that's the wise knight that's there to like provide his scientific opinion and all the stuff and help King Arthur make the right decision. And so like, there's a woman that these 
peasants bring to the the knights is like she's a witch and you're like how do you know she's a witch and then a man he's like he turned me into she turned me into a newt and like everyone kind of looks at him for a minute and he's like well i got better <laughs> and they're like she's got like a carrot put on her nose and she's got this weird hat on and like he pulls the carrot up and looks at her nose and like yeah it's a normal nose and then they like go through this scientific process to determine whether she's a witch or not by whether or not she weighs the same because witches are made of wood and wood floats in water and what else floats in water a duck therefore if she weighs the same as a duck she's a witch and they put her in scales with a duck and it like goes back and forth and then they weigh the same and so they go and they're like i guess take her off to burn at the stake or something but it's just so everything in that movie is just like how did they come up with this in there i know i think that's the thing with comedy it's like it's it's good if mm-hmm. every and this this is what i used to think about so i thought about this last night because it's like every word was measured mm-hmm. you know with these guys it mm-hmm. show and obviously it's two hours and you're spending a ton of money and so you expect it to be good but i mean mm-hmm. like every single thing that they said there was no law there was no there was no um word that was like it shouldn't have been there mm-hmm. like everything meant something to oh, the yeah. next thing mm-hmm. and was funny in and of itself and yeah that's a good example of what you're saying there with that and mm-hmm. i thought about that there's an old tv show called 30 rock mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. on like in early 2000s oh, yeah. like tina fey and Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin, and, and man it was like every single line was its own joke mm-hmm. like every single oh, line yeah. and i just remember watching that show and i wouldn't even laugh like it was funny but I wouldn't even laugh because I didn't want to miss mm-hmm. the next line because mm-hmm. it was going to be funny too and lead you into something else mm-hmm. and I think like that is oh, yeah. just true artistry when every word can be funny mm-hmm. and and also lead you forward or lead you back mm-hmm. you know yeah you're like wait 10 minutes ago he made that same joke but he did differently now it's a different person making the joke yeah like like you say you know you think I've never had any aspirations of being a comedian, but yeah, you think like I'm pretty funny, and then you listen to that, and you're like, oh, I'm not funny at all. Right. Like, I don't. I have no idea. That's a completely different skill set and aptitude, and yes, way the brain works. And I think but, too, like, yeah. there's one thing about like if you go a comedic writer, mm. and then you're perform like there's there's two there's mm. there's some people that can do both. Mm-hmm. Like these guys yeah. last night, obviously. They probably write their own stuff, mm-hmm. at least now, and and they get out there and perform it, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. But there's some people that are really good at writing it, you know, a la the writers' room at SNL, which mm-hmm. some of those people eventually do come on to the show, mm-hmm. but then a lot of them don't. Like you never hear them, you never know them, but they're back there writing all the stuff that then these performers come out and do. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that that's like a, a, a kind of the next level skill set of like, can mm-hmm. you perform it? Or can you just write it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like, you know, you have that ability to deliver. And like you said, you know, like the Steve Martins, the Robin Williams, the, yes. the John Cleese and all these guys, like the the Jim Belushi, John Belushi, like they just have such ability. Like one of my favorite, and I don't know, it's not like a movie I could pick because they're all funny, like Chris Farley. Yeah. Like Chris Farley. Oh, I watched man. the old, I think it was a Dave Letterman thing. Just the other day I watched where like, he comes into Dave Letterman. You know, if you, you know who Chris Farley is, he's like 300 pounds, 350 mm-hmm. pounds, whatever he is. He's a huge dude. And he comes in, and you may have seen Gabe, what I'm thinking of. Like, 
he comes in like a like a lunatic, like a Tasmanian devil. Like he Doing runs cartwheels. In there. Yeah, like right. he runs in, like runs over to one side of the aisle and like shakes somebody's hand, runs over to another side of the aisle and like ruffles somebody's hair and runs over, like grabs some dude that you hope wasn't random, but kind of looked like it was some random guy, <laughs> runs out to like stage left, runs outside, throws the guy in the dumpster, runs back inside, <laughs> goes to the stage, does like four cartwheels, like runs back down, shakes people's hands, and then does another cartwheel and sits down. And you're like, I don't have the, I'm tired of looking at this. And I'm like in pretty decent shape, like 180 pounds. I've been running recently. How does he do this at 300 pounds? And how does he even do cocaine? That's right. It's a heck of a drug from what I heard. (laughs) But gosh, yeah, like that's just crazy to think that there's a dude that had that much, like just the comedic skill. And like you say, like the way their face is, when Mm -hmm. they, like they know how to deliver the lines. And, and to build that physical, character and the physical comedy, yeah, yeah like it's hard the, to. like just watching a dude for me, watching a dude that big doing cartwheels, it was hilarious. Yeah. So like all of that, like I love that guy. He was know. so good. Well, last, he was, yeah. Lot, lot, I mean, he was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, Tommy Boy. I think yes. I, can, I, I have a Tommy yeah. Boy T-shirt. I have a Callahan Auto Parts T-shirt <laughs> actually that is fading so much because I've had it for so long. Uh, but that and it's and that's fun wearing that because mm-hmm. like you'll people that you know you'll see people and they they get it you know like they'll look at it and they're like oh man that's time well i'm like mm-hmm. yes it is and so you know you start talking about the belushis mm-hmm. and uh last night they they had a part of the show they had like a big screen and they would show pictures up there mm-hmm. of old stuff funny stuff whatever mm-hmm. and comment on it and one of them was a picture of john belushi dan Aykroyd dressed mm-hmm. as the blues brothers with Mick Jagger uh, and then Steve Martin was in the background okay. and he he was like here's a picture of me John Belushi Dan Aykroyd and Mick mm. Jagger and he was like and interestingly enough he said after that photo we all tested positive for everything <laughs> that sounds about <laughs> right I'm sure they did yeah no and yeah, I guess true, the, right. uh, the comedy industry in the 70s and 80s was was wild oh, I guess oh man dude but no, yeah no. like I don't know. We could go on forever, but like Animal House, like I said, these are like the ones that my dad watched, and I guess I got into watching. But like Animal House and Caddyshack, and like mm-hmm. it's another movie. Uh, is it? It's not Mel Gibson. Is it Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks. Uh, Spaceballs. Yeah. Oh that yeah. That movie dude. is so. Again, like there's a decent amount of sexual innuendo in that movie, but it's so funny. It's just, if you've never seen it, it's a spoof of Star Wars. And there's like all the same characters are like portrayed, and there's a Luke type guy, and there's a Yoda type guy, and a Han Solo, and a Leia, and a Chewbacca, and it's just I'm so all funny. There's half like dog, a, half man. I'm yeah. my own best friend. <laughs> yeah, John and, Candy. And there's, yeah, yeah. And there's a uh, like when the the droids are are lost in on Tatooine in real Star Wars, and like the guy that's. Darth Vader's name is Darth Helmet, and he's got this yeah. giant dark helmet. helmet. Dark, dark helmet. helmet. Yeah. And so Rick, he's Rick Moranis. Like, he, they're telling him to like. Uh, he tells him to comb the comb desert, desert to find him, and there's they're like show a video, and the guys have a big comb, and they're dragging it across the sand, like trying to find it. And then there's there's a black guy, and he's got like a hair pick, and it's so like stuff you couldn't do so nowadays. inappropriate. But it's just yes. it's so funny the way that they they like, did that and delivered it and a lot of that comedy I guess back then maybe they they didn't have to tell you it was funny you know like there was no laugh track there weren't TV series but like there didn't have right. to be a laugh track it was just like 
like I'm combing the desert, and then they're yes. like, it's a picture. Of jam the, the satellites. Yes. <laughs> and they're putting jelly and jam inside. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. So yes. the animal house, me and my my brothers still mess with each other. Like if you do something dumb, like we're on double secret probation and all that. So it's it's hilarious. Like any of those things, like you say, Caddyshack, the the scene at the beginning where he like finds the Snickers bar in the, the <laughs> swimming pool and picks it up and eats it and everybody thinks it's a, a you know what floating in the pool and it's no big deal it, they pass out it's so funny <laughs> trying to blow up the whole golf course to kill the gopher it's so I want you to uh, kill every gopher on the course <laughs> you correct me if I'm wrong Sandy but if I kill all the golfers they're gonna lock me up and throw away the key <laughs> not the golfers you idiot the golfers the little brown furry things uh, Perhaps I've also watched a, that movie a few too a many few times. Too many times. Yes. yes. So that and all a funny, those funny story on that that movie. I, I heard an interview with, uh, and I know we got to go in a minute because um, we're at twenty four minutes. I heard an interview with, uh, um, oh goodness, I just totally lost the guy's name, Rodney Dangerfield, and they were talking. About, he was talking about how when he did that movie, that was his first movie. Mm-hmm. He had only done stand up, you right. know, until this time period, mm-hmm. and then like. You know, probably like the Johnny Carson show and whatever, but it's still a live audience, right? Mm-hmm. So when he would tell his jokes, he'd get a response. Mm-hmm. So on movie set, obviously, you know, you gotta be quiet, right? Mm-hmm. So so that he did his first couple scenes, and then he would like looked all sad and depressed, and somebody's like, "Hey man, what's what's the matter?" And he was like, "I'm telling all these jokes, and nobody's laughing." He's like, "I'm bombing over here," <laughs> and they're like, "No, you moron! Like, mm-hmm. it's a movie set. Like, mm-hmm. we can't laugh at your jokes. <laughs> like, well, we have to be quiet because mm-hmm. the audience is gonna laugh when they watch the movie." And he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know," but it was That's funny. how hard it was for him to mm-hmm. to to be in that, uh, you know, in that. Yeah, so, to get into that mindset. That's so funny. I think yeah. one of my favorite from that movie, man, just line after line after yeah. line. But Bill I, and I say it all so, the time. Yeah. Yes, Bill Murray and everything he's in. One Rodney Dangerfield says uh, he's in the club shop or the pro shop, and he there's this he goes over this hat, and the judge is trying on this hat. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't see the judge trying on mm-hmm. the hat, and he he picks up the hat off the mannequin and is like, "Well, if you buy this hat, I bet you get a free bowl of soup." And he looks over, <laughs> and the judge is trying it on. And he goes, "Oh, but it looks good on you though." And he like rolls his eyes, and man, there's just so much. In that uh, movie. Yeah, and apparently Bill Murray's a great guy. I think he lives, at least last I knew, he lives in Charleston. Charleston and like yeah. People will come up to him, and he's like totally genuine, normal guy and hangs out with him. Yeah. Oh, he's got to be getting the, close to that age. You talk about oh, Steve Martin, he's yeah. going to be 75, 70s, 80. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, that that was a, a different generation of comedy. Now everybody thinks they're a comedian, like you said earlier. So Which is, sure which is why we're doing guys, this joke, this, this yes, show. This we is, think they were funny, yeah, but we're, we're not. We're actually so. going to change the whole podcast to just us talking about other people's <laughs> that, comedy. That's, right. no, that's that would, good. That would be bad. That was, then none of you would listen. That's but, right. As long as it's people they know, then they can have that yeah. moment of like, nostalgia yeah. and like oh yeah I remember that was funny it's not yeah. funny when Gabe and Will talk about it but it was funny it was funny we're reminding movie. you of what was funny we may not make you laugh we'll make you go watch something that makes you laugh yes so we will be funny by proxy that's hey that's the best yes. way right there uh yeah it's like cool. when you when you were a kid and you would say something funny in class like under your breath and mm-hmm. your buddy beside you would hear you say it and then he would say it out loud and then he'd get all the laughs yeah like, like that's kind of what, what we're doing jerk. he took the funny thing. yeah <laughs> that's right oh uh, yeah good well, stuff well yeah man well i know this was random but hopefully it made made you have a little bit of a break if you're listening to it from the the hard stuff we always talk about 
Thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you follow Lost Boys to Found Follows on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can check out my books on Amazon. That is That Will Be Done. Put a question mark at the end of that. Put in my name, Gabriel O'Sullivan. And uh, my new one, you can find on Amazon, on barnesandnoble.com, or on Apple Books. And that's called Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. Thanks for joining us today. And let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.